Uh, if you guys have questions, I'm, I, I see the chat right here live, so I'll go ahead and, and try and get those as we move along through uh, the program, through the show, what we've got. Um, I actually have a, a guest um, speaker coming in, so we'll see how that works. Should work okay, working with a new program, so hopefully they'll be able to pop in, pop out with no problem whatsoever. Um, looks like we got about eight people in here. We'll wait till about, we'll give uh, another few minutes. What's up, Jen? How are you? Jen's a, Jen's a fun friend. She does a lot of trading. Me, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother and I, right? How about some proper English? Jen's actually done uh, some trading with us, some purchasing of our small businesses. We have a business called Game Breakers where we sell and trade and do memorabilia stuff. So she's bought some cool stuff. So thanks, Jen, for participating, coming in. We got about 10 people in here. We'll wait a few more minutes. And see who else comes in here. But if you're coming in here, make sure you go ahead and let you me, let me know in the comments right here that you're in. Um, and again, if you have questions, let me know. Uh, we've got a full lineup tonight, so that's gonna be um, that's gonna be real interesting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Cool. Got seven people, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming in the chat. Who do we got here? Kathy. Kathy. Welcome. Thank you for coming and checking it out. Okay, guys, I'm gonna get started. We got 11 people looking on it. Uh, I just really kind of want to go over a little bit about who I am. Uh, why I'm doing this, where I'm going with this, and then I, I really want to kind of focus it in on a couple small topics when it comes to political school. If, if politics isn't really your thing, this is really where we're going to kind of dig deep into some things. Um, and even if it isn't your thing, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to kind of see a different side of uh, some interesting points of view. Uh, the, the topics we're going to be covering tonight is, is really kind of the, uh, my thoughts on the election, um, perceived fraud or fraud, the irregularities, um, QAnon's a big one right now, big tech censorship and conspiracy theories. So that's just kind of the overarching topic. It's always, it's kind of the, the trend right now, right? Is there's a lot of things going on with that. So that's kind of where we're, we're gonna be going. I have a guest coming in a little later, kind of talk about QAnon, his thoughts on that. Uh, but again, your guys' questions, your thoughts on everything would, is, is tremendous. I want you guys to participate. I want your guys' thoughts. But again, I'm letting you know how I feel, kind of giving you a perspective of where I'm coming from and, and why we're heading the direction that I think this country, unfortunately, might be heading. Um, so let's get started. Uh, just want to let you know a little bit about myself. Uh, for you guys who don't know me personally, I'm a Marine Corps vet, a single father to uh, amazing children, um, a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old daughter. A 17-year-old is a boy who plays football. I've coached uh, college football. I've um, gotten my degrees, I've lived all over the country, um, it's been fantastic, and now I've uh, actually been unemployed for a while because of coronavirus. I've, I've tried the, the job pool, it's not working out, 400 plus applications, so just a little bit uh, to hear from me and, and where I'm coming from and things that are going on in my life. But let's get right into the meat and potatoes of exactly why I'm here. Um, and again, the first thing I want to talk about is my thoughts on Election Day uh, 2020. Um, and let me preface this too. I think that what's happening uh, right now, as I go through this, I, I kind of want to build a case, uh, not so much a, a, an actual um, a specific uh, lawyer uh, court case type, but I do want to go ahead and build a case of, as to why so many people are angry and why they're doing the things that they're doing um, and why they're lashing out and, and, and maybe something that we can do to help each other hopefully get past that um, election day, it, it seemed like a, a normal election day as in the day itself. Obviously, coming up to the election itself, it was nothing but abnormal. You had uh, the news flying 24-7 and it seemed to change 
on a whim, 180 degrees every hour of the day. There was something new about every single person that was going on. Um, it, it was crazy. It was insane. There was fraud. There wasn't. There was um, big tech. There was Hunter. But I mean, there, it was just incredibly, it's almost overwhelming the amount of stuff that was coming at you at all times. So election day comes. And at the end of the night, I'm sitting here and I stayed up till about four o'clock in the morning watching a, a live stream of the election tallies coming in. And the election had pretty much dwindled down at that point. I believe Donald Trump was in the lead. Um, and about four o'clock in the morning watching this live stream, they said, look, unless something incredibly weird happens, this is Donald Trump's thing. He, he's got this in the bag. A couple states had, uh, had already stated that they, they were done counting for the night, which was a little odd, a little weird. It was referenced in the stream that I was watching. Um, but they said, you know, at, at this point, unless something really strange happens, this is going to be Donald Trump's, the, Donald Trump's president, his second term. And then something weird did happen. Now, what that was, a lot of people will argue, they'll say, um, you know, it was a lot of this uh, incoming ballots and things, and, and I'm not going to get into uh, who's right and who's wrong. Uh, but I did want to go into uh, just a couple things, just to hit on irregularities. And again, this is kind of building up that full case, right? Um, it was really odd that states had, had stopped counting um, in, in the middle of the night and, and then started again. And, and that is true. Um, some counties did not stop. So that's kind of the, the, uh, the fact check. They say, well, not all states, uh, states didn't stop counting. Well, no, but the majority of counties in those states did stop counting. And some of those uh, that were in there were filtering through. So yes, they had stopped counting. Um, some things like boarding up of windows to prevent poll workers coming in. Those, there's, there's video evidence of that. Um, it's all over the place. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to peddle conspiracy theories. I'm just trying to have you look at it uh, with an open mind. You see, uh, you, know, you see these things being boarded up. You're seeing uh, poll watchers being said, hey, you've got to stand 20 feet away when you, you can't even, you don't, you don't even know if there's printed anything on that paper. Right. So let alone being able to, to signature match and verify the signatures on these things. Um, and then you have boarded up windows. You have poll workers being kicked out of places. You have a lot of these really weird things happening, not to mention the very large dumps that happened. Um, that that did happen uh, as a fact. And I know there are some arguments to say, well, there's reasons why that happened. But regardless of that fact, um, this happened. And there, were, there was enough there that people go, this, this, this isn't right. We go ahead and add in some things like um, a bellwether, right? For anybody who doesn't know what a bellwether county is, there's, there's generally 19 bellwether counties. And what those are, those are counties that have almost always, since the early 1900s, have always predicted the president. And when those bellwethers select who's going to be the president in those counties, that's how the country votes for it. That's why they call them bellwethers. Trump had won 18 of those 19 bellwether counties. So in any other election, you would say, just based off of that, um, that, that Trump should have won. Now, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm just saying add that with everything else that you're seeing. Um, Iowa, Florida, and Ohio, he won those and yet lost the election, which had only happened once, and that was Richard Nixon. If, and if you're interested, I'm not going to go into the history of that, um, that election versus Kennedy. But if you're really interested in, in the election of, of Nixon and, and Kennedy and what happened with the electors, uh, electoral college and the votes there, look into that. It's, it's really quite fascinating. Um, and Hawaii, just remember that.
Um, so, you know, you're adding, you're piling onto these things, and now all of a sudden you have some things that you, Atrium County in Michigan, you get this switch, right? That, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like we accidentally swapped, and you're going, okay, well, now we've got this, that, the other thing, this. Okay, so what's really going on, right? And, and so now people are really starting to get agitated that nobody's really taking into account their voice. They're not really, nobody's listening to them. And all of a sudden, you get these people that are coming out saying, I saw this, I saw this, I know what I saw, I'm willing to sign a, a, an affidavit, I'm willing to do these things for these people. <clears throat> and nobody's listening to them. They, they, they throw them off as conspiracy theorists. And that'll piss anybody off. That would piss me off. And someone goes, nope, I'm not going to listen to you because we're right. Why are you right? Well, our investigative journalists called the people and they said it was good. So that's good enough for us. And, and that's not investigative journalism. That's just a phone call. So people are getting really pissed off and they're really, really confused at this point. They really don't understand what's going on. There's not a whole lot of answers. There's just a lot of more questions that are going on, more video evidence, um, things that are going on, and nobody can really explain these things. So then what happens is, uh, you know, you see the... the, the the, the water leak, the pipe leak, uh, the pipe leak in Georgia. They said, we, we, we had shut down in, in Atlanta, Georgia because of this pipe leak and, and the pipe leak really didn't exist. So they made that and fabricated that up and kicked everybody home. But So the end of this is just saying, look, there's a lot of things that were going on that people are like, this just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Why is this all happening? Because this is, at least in the, in the perspective of past elections, has never been this maybe a spotlight this high on it before, right? So now people are getting worried, they're getting frustrated, they don't understand. People are coming out to vote in droves. Obviously, at the end of this election, you understand that this is the most populous election that has ever happened. More people came out to vote than any other time in history. So people aren't understanding what's going on and, and they feel like their voices aren't being heard, their votes, votes aren't counted, which again, is what a lot of people didn't vote, is why a lot of people didn't vote to begin with, is because they believe their voices weren't being heard. <clears throat> so now all of this is going on and then um, now you get uh, into actual election fraud cases. Now I'm going to go ahead and post a link down here for actual fraud cases that are have been um, uh, not debunked but have been uh, tried in a court and the people have been punished for actual fraud cases. Uh, you talk about voter rolls not being expunged. You talk about mail-in ballots, you throw that in. When you throw in mail-in ballots, here's the thing with mail-in ballots, and here's why some people are, some people will say, well, mail-in ballots are a good thing, and I, and I don't disagree. I think any way that you can go ahead and open up a voting uh, to anyone is a great idea. What I think was not good was trying to force mail-in ballot um, a couple months without trying the system in a full mass. In the state of Michigan, for instance, if you were on a voter roll, you got a, a mail-in ballot. That was just the way it was. Um, and so now you have uh, this mass balloting going on. Uh, there's no signature verification for these ballots. And then we talk about the states who decided to change. Of course, the 12th Amendment of the Constitution, if you guys don't know, and I don't want to get too wordy in the history of the Constitution, so I'll have you guys look it up. But the 12th Amendment, is it really says that the state legislatures, right? The state legislatures shall go ahead and um, create any election laws in the state that they are in. So state legislators will meet and say, okay, we need to change this, this election law and it's their right to change it to whatever they deem necessary. Whatever their state allows them to do, they can change it. They vote on it, they pass it through, voila, the states can do anything they want. They want to mail-in ballots, that's fine. They want to do mail-in ballots and everybody's got to wear pink tutus. Whatever they want, they can pass. That's fine. That's not a federal thing. It's a state thing. 
What it does not allow is other um, government officials or parties to bypass the process to create election laws. And that is where some of these issues came in. You talk about the state of Texas when that Supreme Court came through, right? Texas said, hey, look, these other states are not abiding by that 12th Amendment. They're just, they didn't create their own laws. They didn't go by the laws that are, are set forth in the 12th Amendment. So thus, we have an issue here because they're allowing someone to be voted or they're allowing these voting rules and regulations to happen without actual proper um, authority whatsoever. So now you have, oh, again, all of this is coming. People are going, they're, they're pissed off. They're mad at this. And, and everybody sees it, right? You see the divide. You see the amount of um, visceral attacks online. You're, you're a commie or you're a Nazi, and there's really no in between. And, and that's kind of a sad part to be in. Um, and so then we get to the point where we're getting to recounts, right? We talk about recounts. And people are like, well, we got recounts. So we've done the recounts. We've done these recounts. They're fine. See, we told you so. There's a problem with recounts versus an audit, though. A recount, if you have 50 blue pieces of paper here and 50 red pieces of paper and you put them through a recount, you're going to get 50 blue and 50 red. But if each single piece of paper has a date of birth and a signature that matches another signature with an address and you don't compare those signatures with the other signatures of, of the ballot, the outside ballot, if you don't compare to see if they even the signatures match or if the address is valid or these other things, whatever the state allows then you're not really verifying the, the ballot itself. And that's where a lot of the issues came in with, um, you know, with the recount versus an actual audit and the audit wasn't being done. Now you have hearings that are going on in Arizona and Michigan and Georgia. And these guys are listening to these, these people talk about what they experienced on election day and thereafter and even before. And the states go, yeah, 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 that's, that's good. Well, okay, well, everything that anybody wanted was just a fair play. Hey, look, we don't know if anything happened or anything didn't happen, but if you could just investigate, right? If you could just, I don't know, um, actually send investigators in and take a look at some of these machines or take a look at this process, you know, that's, that's all we want. Just really, really investigate it and really make sure it's right. And then they say, no, no, not gonna do it. No, we're not gonna do it. What happened, happened, period. And now you've you've just sparked a powder keg. You've literally stuffed a barrel with black powder and you lit it on fire. All you have to do is now you have to investigate. Now some people say, well, yeah, well we talked to um, we talked to the people in charge and they said everything was good. That that's like asking the person who robbed a bank if they robbed a bank. They're gonna tell you absolutely not. I didn't. I didn't rob no bank. And then you being okay with that answer and saying, okay, that's good enough, uh, good enough investigation for me. You didn't rob the bank. That's not fair. And in, as an election as contested as this one was, it's really driven a wedge between the people who want election integrity and those who are just like, my guy won. That's it. Um, and some people will say, well, Hillary was close in Michigan in 2016. And you know what? It was everywhere in her right to go ahead and, and demand a recount in the state of Michigan. She didn't. She didn't. Right? And, and there's things like this happen. Nixon was close by 6,000, I think it was 6,000 votes um, in one of the states. And, and he didn't ask for a recount. He said for the betterment of the country. But it is their constitutional right when it is that close to go ahead and ask for those recounts. So 
and, and, and Al Gore obviously did it as well. What I'm saying is that if they would have done thorough investigations through and through to all these cases and just kind of really, they had two and a half months to really dig into it and really send some, some partisan unbiased people in to really investigate these things, they might not have had such a div divisive political climate. I'm, I'm sure it's politics, It'll always be divisive, but it wouldn't be so, so civil war drawn at this point. It really is a left and right, a blue and red machine going on. And, um, and it's just getting worse right now. And so then you have places like Arizona that says, oh, okay, so the state legislator wants, uh, wants to send uh, all these Dominion voting machines uh, and to, to investigate. Uh, well, uh, us here in Maricopa County have deemed that uh, we're not going to allow that to happen. Why? Why would you not want to check the integrity of the election? If you're person one and you are fully confident of that, why would you not just go, you know what, here, go check it out. It's cool. We know our guy won. There's no problem with it. Check it out. We'll see you in a week. Have a good time. But no, no, no. They're actually fighting it in court through the Supreme Court right now about that. And this is, again, this is where it gets scary and this gets weird. And I know so many people are disenfranchised with this, but we've got to hold on, right? We have to hold on to this. Now comes QAnon. And a lot of people don't know who Q is. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not exactly a, a QAnon guy myself. I, I know what they've done. I know what they've said. Uh, to the most part, I've seen their, their things on Twitter. But when, when you vote, and you go and vote for the first time, and, you're vo and you feel like your voice isn't heard, and then you say, okay, okay, I get it. My voice wasn't heard. My guy wasn't picked. But there's a lot of weird things happening, which I just described to you. A lot of weird things. Can you at least investigate it? And the same people say to you, no, we're not going to investigate it. Well, these people are looking for someone to help them out. We're told that in order to change democracy, in order to change the way things work in this country, our voice is our biggest weapon. And yet, the voice gets shut out, and when we say, well, let's investigate, it gets shut out and it gets completely squashed. So what do you think expects, we expect to happen when QAnon comes up and says, oh, there's, there's a plan. There is these things that are in motion that are going to happen, right? And we're going to go ahead and put this in place, and we're going to watch, uh, um, you know, people will say conspiracy theories. People will say these different things. Um, I'm not going to get too much in the QAnon um, thing at all. I do have a gentleman who is going to join us um, uh, here in a second. Um, Elliot Truth, he's going to join us, and he, he know, has a whole lot more information about QAnon. But this is what I'm going to say about conspiracy theories and QAnon. I always ask people this. Do you trust the government? Do you believe the government has enough um, money, power, influence, and the ability to carry out anything in a conspiracy theory they possibly want. And I'm talking about anything. The moon landing. Uh, and again, I'm not saying I support these things. I'm just saying, is the government big enough to pull these things off? And I think, regardless of political spectrum, I think the answer to that is yes. The government is limitless. They can do anything within their power and spectrum that they want to make any of this happen. So just on that premise alone, on top of the fact that you've got people that are, are disenfranchised with the voting system and voter integrity in the systems, their voices aren't being heard. They're driven to somebody that says, hey, it's because these things are happening. And we all know that the government can do these things, right? So now you have QAnon. 
and they start talking about the plan and these different things that are going to be happening and these things that are happening behind the scene. Things that, you know, interesting, Q talks about some of the, the governments uh, outside of the world that are falling outside of our perspective in the United States. And interesting enough, I've done a little bit of research on some of those, um, you know, uh, Angela Merkel stepping down in, in um, some of these other countries where um, coups are happening and they're arresting their political parties and these entire governments stepping down because they don't feel, there's, these things are really happening. And these aren't QAnon sources, these aren't 4chan sources, these are legitimate AP News, BBC, USA Today, you know, these are legitimate sources that are saying this, but again, we're so closed right now within our political spectrum that we don't see it. So then it breeds life and fire to some of these, these theories and thoughts. Um, I'm going to go ahead right now and um, let's see here. I, I, I do want to take a quick second here because I do want to let um, a guy know. Uh, Elliot, know that that we're he's we're gonna be going live and I'm gonna be bringing him in. I'm um, gonna let him know right now, and I'm gonna start this up so you guys can watch. Uh, him and I will talk a little bit um, and get this all going because I think it's I think it's extremely important, um, and I want him to be a part of this. So um, he just replied back. So joining meeting. Oh, let's see here. There we go. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions, now is a great time to start answering them and asking them. And if you have something for um, for Elliot when he comes in here, um, you know, about QAnon or, or different things like that, he's going to be available to answer a lot of this stuff. So I want you guys um, to be able to see some of this stuff and, and ask these questions. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. Perfect, brother. I got you. Got it. That's awesome. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Pretty good for uh, being the uh, host and the producer, man. man I got to do it all in one shot. I'm the only one who's trying to do this at one shot. So I'm trying to make it all work. I just got done with a meeting um, with a bunch of uh, uh, county uh, delegates. We just did a bunch of votes and stuff. So I was right at the tail end of that. I actually left that meeting a little early. Um, you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, we can get into the politics of it later. Uh, I am part of the GOP. Um, yeah, me too. And and it's uh, it's not what it, it's not what it used to be, and it's not what it is anymore. Uh, I think you would agree with me that it's it's now become um, something completely different. And I think we're trying to recorrect that that course to be something else. Yeah, there's a lot of different GOPs. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different fractions now, right? Um, the, you know, the the prescribed Patriot Party, um, the people who are all the way. You know, people will say the Mitt Romney Republicans, the the, yeah. Romney, the Reagan Republicans, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's definitely a big tent. Uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we can get into that later, though, for sure. Cool. So, so I brought you in, Alec, because I know you you you've got a lot of information on QAnon, um, on the plan, on, on some of these things that they're talking about. And I, I touched a little bit about it again. I know that you know I've watched some of the Q streams on Twitter and the things that they're talking about. Uh, they talk about, you know, you know, again, some of the governments that are failing um, that nobody knows about unless you're really into this stuff. You know, you yeah. see a lot of these cities going dark, um, a lot of these these people stepping down and disappearing. And I'm not saying disappearing as in uh, someone threw them in the, in the back of a van and they're gone, but they're just out of the limelight. They're not talking anymore. They're, they're, they're just off the radar. Um, no, there is a lot of that stuff. I mean, and there's been a whole lot of breadcrumbs. I mean, you know, there was... Uh, 
the Italian government collapsed. Um, there was, you know, certain people that had, uh, you know, intel in the intelligence community. They were going to say that as well. The problem is, is everybody is just taking any sort of sort of unusual geopolitical event, and they're prescribing it to this theory, which basically almost everything that they have the conception of the theory will agree with the theory and nothing will really disagree with the theory because the theory is not really coherent enough to really find fine lines where you can debunk it and it just straddles the line of, of being very 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 vague i don't know the, the thing that just really struck me um you know um in the beginning that really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Cause you know, I didn't start out. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a cute hater or anything like that. Sure. It's not something I've done a, a one video or so, but I do think there is a lot that's going on with um, different intelligence agencies who know how to do disinformation similar to what they've done overseas. I think there's definitely a, um, there's a textbook way that you do that. And you know, a way that you do that a lot of times is you'll just sort of if you can't get somebody to whole hog take on the whole entire narrative that you're selling them, you want to just sort of inject doubt. Um, you want to make them so they're not, they're, they're unfocused, you know, and they're, they're between this or that. Um, you just want to jam it up and you want to really basically disrupt your, your enemy's morale as much as you can. And um, there's just so many things that basically, we have to basically, uh, take a lot of things at faith, you know, that there's this whole entire group of white hats and that they actually want us to know what's going on, you know, and then they're leaking on 4chan. Okay. You know, you have to take that, you know, um, in faith. And the problem is there's really no way to debunk that. And if you take that in faith, you end up taking a whole lot of other things in faith as well. And it really becomes hard to separate what, you know, is real fact, and then what is just kind of like um, conspiracy theory, fan fiction that people have just sort of filled in, you know? And I mean, I think it, it um, appeals to a certain kind of people. It definitely appeals to a kind of person that's on a smartphone, for one, uh, somebody that doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of time. And there's longer QAnon videos, you know, so I'm not saying it's all, you know, uh, short attention span content. But, you know, somebody that just looks at it real quick, you know, and they just want to get like their little breadcrumbs or whatever, or they just like watch their little TikTok videos, they don't really want to go into it, you know, and, um, you know, do any kind of real analysis and then try to debunk it and figure it out. Um, but the whole opposite of that, and there's a lot of people, there was a nons that did really good research. There's some anons that are out there. I don't know whether they're associated with QAnon or whatever, but, you know, in terms of just finding things right away, like Shia LaBeouf, you know, that guy couldn't catch a break. I mean, there's some people out there that do some, you know, incredible research, uh, you know, and they've been associated with the QAnon stuff. And a lot of the QAnon stuff is probably brought out stuff we wouldn't have looked at otherwise. Um, I think it's done good at this point. I feel like it's kind of, um, I feel like it's, a, uh, I feel like it's doing more negative. I don't know. It seems like what's really going on right now is we have the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is taking hold in our everyday life and basically we need people to stand against the Great Reset. Now, Otherwise, if, if now, now let me interject real quick sure. there for anybody who doesn't know about um, the Great Reset. And, and a lot of people will say, oh man, I'll, Elliot, that sounds like this crazy conspiracy. It, it, it's not. It's scarily been, it's been tweeted and it's been talked about by actual government accounts like the Canadian government account. And these, this yeah. isn't just some fringe 
right or left crazy kook hat tin hat wearing people saying these things the great reset is an actual study thing that people are talking about governments are talking about actually happening on the world stage uh, it comes so out i'll, of the I'll world let you take it from there. Forum. Um, great reset is basically a new um, public relations sort of um, operation on an old idea you know which is basically centralizing power into one government um, you know, and it's what they've been going for for a long time with projects like the EU and the United Nations. But it comes out of those exact same folks. Um, and yeah, it's completely the, the, anybody that said that it was a conspiracy theory. I don't know. There's still videos that are out there that claim to be debunking the Great Reset. I haven't actually bothered to watch them because I'm like, this is just so ridiculous. I mean, Klaus Schwab, he, 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 you know, it's written a couple white papers about it. I mean, I can pull up the World Economic Forum. You know the promotional video that they made um i don't know i did a post a little while back where there was uh, like 10 bullet points that uh you should expect with the great reset anyhow great reset is basically technocratic prison te technocratic imprisonment on, on planet earth by a very small uber elite that you know has control of everything and um, pretty much everybody else is a complete surf and you know we don't have we're not even really allowed to go outside you know or do anything um, and that is all, they have accelerated their agenda so much that it is all basically right in front of your face. This is just pivotal time, man. I'm like, with all the stuff that's going on, I, all the stuff that I'm reading here, I think I can wake up anybody that's, you know, even a lefty. I mean, with the amount of information that I have, what they're actually putting out there. So I feel like there's just so much there that, you know, we really, 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 you know, is the key to being these people because it's their own documents maybe it's not the only key but i mean this is really 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 potent information when you actually start looking at their books you look at julia huxley you know you look at the great reset you look at the the fourth industrial revolution you know which is the whole entire reason why we have the great reset why they're bringing this in it all makes sense it's so well documented and we have to fight against it you know it's a it's a human extermination plan plain well, and simple well, and, and, and it's funny you say we got to fight against it because, you know, uh, a streamer that I follow quite a bit, uh, a guy by, uh, by Tim Pool, by who no means is... I love Tim Pool. Yeah, to, and, and he's, and you know as well as I do, he is uh, he is not right wing. He's he's middle of the road, but... He's he, a milk toast fence center. Yeah, exactly what he says, right? Um, if you get a chance to watch it, anybody who's in the stream, uh, Tim Pool's fantastic, puts out a ton of content, streams at 8 o'clock every day. Fantastic guy. Um, but, you know, he talked about... Um, you know, fifth generational warfare. And oh, yeah. what we're fighting right now is with the opportunity and the ability to go ahead and reach out and see anything we want in technology. It is so easy to manipulate. I mean, think about it, right? Mm -hmm. We can manipulate numbers on a simple tax form to make it so that we get a larger tax refund. Mm -hmm. Why can't we manipulate all kinds of other things, that psyops that we talk about, right? So mm -hmm. that people go, Elliot, you're just crazy. You need to be put away. We're done talking to you because everybody says you're crazy. When in reality, you've been espousing truth the entire time, right, Elliot? Truth. Mm -hmm. You've been espousing this truth the entire time, but nobody believes you because there's a psyops that's happening above you that goes, don't listen to that guy. He's crazy. He's got nothing for you. Blah, 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 blah. And, and people will go, yeah. I mean, and, and then when you start digging into it, you go, okay, well, you know what? Maybe Elliot's onto something. Maybe maybe he's got something there, right? Let's dig into it a little bit. And you start digging, and now all of a sudden you see 
blue, green, red, yellow, and you don't know what to, to believe. Someone's mm. telling you the exact opposite of what you are, and someone's agreeing yeah. with you, and someone's telling you something completely different out of left field than what you're believing. Totally. And so for people who don't do research and really understand this, you know, I can see we're overwhelming them with all this information. It's so difficult, and the mm. research is so hard for them to see. They just go, you know what? It's just easier for me to say, Elliot's a conspiracy theorist, so I'm just going to, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to lock him away, and that's, that's, that's it. I don't have to deal with it, you know? Oh, no, there is a lot of that, and they rely on that, that element of apathy in order just to people, to get people to not do it. The other thing that they found out that works far more um, effectively than, you know, trying to, you know, refute any arguments or anything like that is just um, ridicule. Sure. Ridicule is the primary weapon. I mean, that's the whole entire thing you know, um, that they created the conspiracy theory for, you know, that whole entire concept, which is just a fallacy. I mean, it's just, just we call it the conspiracy theory fallacy, because I mean, it's just a complete error in logic. It's, it's absurd, but I don't know. I think what you have to do is, and it, it takes a long time to do this, but if you can, you have to, because a lot of it's a confidence game, you know, and, um, you have to, if you can't get through to them, you have to basically just make, show how like ridiculous it is or whatever. It's like, you know, I'm going to uh, commit murder at a Motel 6 and then I'm going to, uh, you know, kill my sister or whatever. Right? Obviously, I'm not going to do any of this. It's just for a sake of conspiracy. But then when they come in, when the police come in and, you know, they find me and I've got the meat cleaver, you know, it's still in my hand, my, my fingerprints all over. I'm just going to say that's a conspiracy theory. So and they believe I never it. was here or anything. So I mean, it's just uh, it's ridiculous, like how they how they can do that, and uh, you know, just uh, trust the plan. Uh, that's just a, not a good motto at all. You should never trust anything, even if you do have a plan, and especially in intelligence, your plan. You're you're a veteran. I don't know. I mean, you you definitely could probably speak on this much better than I do. But from what I have experience in life. Okay, you have a plan, but you have about six or seven different alternate plans oh, yeah. when you have to improvise because you can't hardly plan. You have unknown unknowns. So the idea that there's some gigantic QAnon plan, you know, and the plan is just so intricately created like this, I don't think he could even create anything like that. It's you can't there, there's nothing you can do that's a back plan to the unknown to the unknown there's nothing you can do and the only thing exactly. you can do is arm yourself with knowledge from both sides you know i i, I like to constantly go into uh for instance i'll go into left-wing and liberal media sites and and i'll i'll listen to what they have to say why oh, yeah. they think what they and, and and it's heartbreaking it really is because of the way they think of people uh, even the tin pools of the world are nazis and it's and it's like you can't get it through their heads and there's nothing you can do. There's no amount of evidence. There's no amount of anything that can get, it. I've got friends on my Facebook uh, who are very much the same. I love them to death. I love Americans. If you're for America, I'm for America. Um, and yeah, I don't I care what your political too. leaning is. I want people to, to live and, and, and the pursuit of happiness, life and Liberty. That's, that's what, you know, we, the people, that's what it's all about. And, um, and I think there's there's a group of people, a large group of people that are just like, well, it's for the greater good that we have to do this. And they get sucked into this for the yeah. greater good without even knowing why they're doing the thing they're doing for the greater good. They're just being told what they're being told and they're, and they're living off that, that, that fed fear for them. I think a lot of them have a fetish for authority. Yeah, probably. Like it's deep-seated, like that, that's something. Um, or, I mean, the way that people get into like trying to take control of their personal power um 
even though that's kind of probably not the best way to describe it, uh, with, um, you know, communism, you know, with people, um, virtue signaling, which is just basically like the death of reason, pretty much. But um, the way that they, um, um, I lost my train of thought, where was I going with that? Um, I don't know. Uh, the way they try to do that, basically, it's it's hard to talk to them. I mean, there's a lot of other people that you might have a different issue with, like they might sort of be, you might be able to talk to them, but you can't actually really agree with them or get them to agree with you on what an oppressive government looks like and, you know, what a, uh, you know, less oppressive or a more freer government looks like because, you know, I'm like arguing with my mom and, you know, she, you know, is a Democrat, you know, she voted for, you know, uh, all the Dems or whatever, uh, but, um, she doesn't seem to have any problem, you know, with all the executive actions that Gretchen Whitmer is doing, you know, just completely circumventing the legislature, you know, but yet she says, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want Trump to run me like a king or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't actually have any sort of coherent relation to reality whatsoever. I mean, the way that he ran it, I mean, Trump was, I would say, if anything, man, like Trump should have been stronger, yeah. you know, on a lot of that stuff. I agree. You know, and I mean, he wasn't. He, he he wasn't he was um and I'll, I'll tell this to people he was the catalyst he was what we needed to to, to break through the barrier of what was yeah. um what was just to be expected of government officials he's that 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 catalyst that we needed he wasn't the leader that we needed um and and for all the good that Trump did he did some fa some fantastic things but he also did some bad things I I didn't agree with him um and I think a lot of Trump supporters can get on that train and say yeah yeah he was bombastic yeah he probably should have yeah. kept off his you know Twitter feed a little bit he he could have been he could have been very Ronald Reagan-esque but that being said he was very anti-establishment um oh, and yeah. I think that pulled the veil away from what big government was and people went whoa what is really good and and that opened that 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 seat that that the door for QAnon for everything a shit ton of people man yeah and they were like what is going on in this world what is going on with government and he pulls his veil back and now as you see he leaves office you can see you can see that sea that was parted is coming back together as yeah. Republicans are like oh yeah we're, we're disavowing Trump yeah uh, we need to get back together and we need to do unity and 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 for all the bad things um, that that I have um, that I can say about democratic policies. Um, mm -hmm. And some Democrats that I can't stand, and there's Republicans. Trust me, I, Mitch McConnell can can go to hell. Um, I, I I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw him. He's establishment as they all can be. Uh, but that being said, the Democrats are fighting a war that Republicans don't even know is existing right now, and they're yeah. all on the same front and they're pushing hard. And we don't have anybody in office. We actually, no, I take that back. We have females in office right now that have more balls than the men that are sitting right now there in public office, and that's, that's the sad truth. That's a that's a lot of that's a that's not that's not unique to that area. It's 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 and it's 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 too bad because yeah. because you know as a conservative man, um, as a Republican at least right leaning uh, to that to that degree, you know we talk about men being um, traditionally strong and and ones who you know support women. Um, and will help lift up women. And in this case, it's like a role reversal. You have women that are just, and for all you women out there that are looking for public office, I, I pray to you that you guys are doing a fantastic job. You're making the men. Well, I, I'm all about it, dude. I support them. Like, 
100,000 percent, man. Oh. I'm not like uh, somebody, one of those people that's down on like female empowerment or whatever, man. Whoever's got the best skill set for the job uh, should do the job. I think what's kind of happened though um, is um, one thing that I've noticed is you are right, um, but it's primarily the whole strong women generation is primarily in millennials. Yep. And yep. millennial men are just a lot more feminine. Um, they're a lot less tough. Um, they've been programmed so long that, you know, a, a lot of them just don't feel right exerting themselves as men. So that's something that I think has happened. And, uh, you know, whereas women have been a lot more encouraged to sure. you know, recently. Yeah. So um, I think that's what's happened. I don't know. Um, it's just one of the other multitude of ways that they have just, you know, messed up our society in order to... Um, you know, uh, promote this whole uh, social, uh, you know, social Marxism agenda. But, you know, I mean, there is what it is. I mean, I I'm certainly glad that the women are stepping up. You sure. Know? And there's a lot of like, you know, really, really cool, you know, uh, good, smart, attractive women that, you know, are filling that space. So uh, it's it's unusual, but I mean, I am not complaining one bit. Not at all. And I'll, I'll actually go ahead and segue into the next this next part. I'm, I'm shocked. We're about to hit 45 minutes on this live stream right now, um, nice. and, and I have not been taken off. Um, I'm I'm shocked. Nice. I'm uh, maybe maybe I'm not doing a good enough job. So maybe I've got to get out there um, and do a better job to really push it. I've I've been banned. Well, I've I've been um, you know removed on Twitter and, and Facebook here and there. We've had those little bands, but I haven't been permanently yet. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if this gets eventually through or somebody in my Facebook family sends it. But we all want to talk about big tech censorship. Um, mm. And the real big divide here, you know, people will say, well, you know, big tech, they can do what they want to do. And, and you know what? Um, I'll just I'll just say what I, how I feel. It's a company. And if they want to do create the rules that they want to create, I'm okay with that. Uh, but you have to uh, apply equally, and it's mm -hmm. not. That's the problem that we're seeing is that if you're going to say this isn't good for you, then you have to say this isn't good for them either and, mm -hmm. and do it that way, and it is not. And, and, it, and it's, it's obvious. It's not, even, it's not even hidden anymore. There's not even any kind of hidden. It is blatantly obvious, and it's been yeah. seen over and over they again. They don't care. Mm. At all. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, from what I've seen about that, I think that basically laws just um, lag behind where technology is, you know, a couple of decades or so. So, you know, it made sense for, you know, if, you know, you ever had a storefront that, you know, you could actually pr uh, police freedom of speech, you know, in that private area. And um, with what they're doing now, I mean, yeah, you could say that, you know, expect them to actually treat everyone equally, but there's no way that anybody's ever going to do that. That's just not human nature. You know, they're going to enrich their friends and they're going to punish their enemies. So um, I like what DeSantis has done. Some yes. people have talked about um, actually eliminating Section 230. Um, however, I don't think that's a good idea because you have all smaller blogs um, that um, they need like copyright protection. Yes. Otherwise, it might be a small website and they're not actually able to get off the ground. You know, these big law firms can come in and just take them down. So there's a reason why you have Section 230. Um, I think it's just sort of the way that it is with the vaccine issue where you have uh, people being insulated from, um, you know, from liability. So, right. um, you can't sue big tech. I mean, I guess some people have started doing it now, so I don't know what recently changed, 
but uh, actually, you know what? I might be wrong on that. I think I thought you couldn't because they had Section 230 immunity, but it's kind of a nuanced issue. So um, Stephen Crowder does. Stephen Crowder is taking on Facebook right now. He's got a yeah. huge lawsuit. So Laura Loomer and uh, or Candace Owens and mm -hmm. yeah, a bunch of other people. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I know they had some sort of immunity protection. So um, probably we need to get rid of that. They probably need like less uh, special you know, they probably need Section 230 reform uh, rather than I elimination. Agree. I think we should see how everything goes in Florida, because if that actually works and Floridians are able to get accountability within big tech, you know, at least, you know, people that are posting, you know, in the state of Florida, then other states could adopt that as well. And then maybe we institute it at the state level. And then, you know, eventually maybe it'll come at the federal level. But, you know, with this administration, I'm not expecting anything. Well, you know, and it's interesting you bring it up, too, and I, I find it funny that DeSantis is doing it because, um, again, uh, he, Tim Poole said it. He goes, if you want to hit them in the, in the pocketbook, you, you elect the state legislatures that will pass laws very similar to what Florida is about to go ahead and enact. And yeah. you go ahead and hit them there, and now all of a sudden you get three, four, five states that are doing this, and all of a sudden big tech goes, okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. We're, we're, we're not going to play this game anymore. Yeah, um, just a couple of states. That would have so a huge you, difference. Absolutely. You have... The, you know, you'd have a difference. You'd be able to look at, you know, what a state that has that protection versus everybody else. Yeah, and, and I think I think uh, DeSantis, I hope he doesn't run um, only because Florida needs him. Uh, you know, I think, I think mm -hmm. he, he would be a good candidate. Um, I think I'm sure the GOP is looking at him as a groomed candidate, but I really hope he does stay in Florida. Um, I know that Trump is still out in the air about whether he's going to be running or not. Um, I'm sure we'll be hearing that for the next three and a half years about him yes or no or whatnot and these other things um yeah. but it's um um david david said term limits you know that's uh, another yeah. reason i i'm doing this and i'm gonna be doing this on a regular basis is um i want to i want to go ahead and put out the feelers and i want people to understand where i'm coming from because right now and in, in this um and, and i have told you this already um off the camera uh, I'm looking at running for political office, and I won't mention what office yet. I'm still going ahead and, and, and kind of uh, hedging my bets and looking and meeting with people. But I think it's important that candidates really reach out to people and find out what people are thinking about and not just going up and doing uh, $1,000 plate dinners and talking to the, the people who can give them the most money. I think it's the grassroots people, the grassroots mm. candidates that do the best because they have the ear of the people. Um, and right. the people are the ones that vote, not the, not the, the corporate elites, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. so, so you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, one, to be able to talk to people like yourself who has a ton of really, really good stuff. Um, and two, uh, to go ahead and let people know where my position is on a lot of things. There's, there's so many things to cover. It's, it's incredible the amount of stuff yeah. that we have to cover. Um, you know, I, I really truly stand by the principle of uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm an originist of the Constitution, but I'm telling you right now, uh, I, I don't believe in, in, in straying too far. And I think, um, you know, without getting too nerdy on it, um, if people want to read the Anti-Federalist Papers um, mm -hmm. that were written against the Federalist Papers, uh, the Anti-Federalist, it's really interesting. It's fascinating. It's probably the most driest, boring thing you'll ever read. And you'll have to read it three times over again to even get right. it. But what, what they're really concerned about is what's happening right now in government. They're afraid that if the Constitution got ratified, that it would allow so much leeway that what's happening today in today's government would happen. And lo and behold, it's happening. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it's almost kind of like, I'm getting kind of cynical about it, man, because they're basically talking about making, uh, you know, D.C. a state, uh, what, making 
Hawaii estate or was it Guam or whatever? Yep. Uh, Puerto Rico. Basically, all two those. more states on. They're both going to have big Democratic majorities, and um, then they're going to just pack the Supreme Court, and they're just going to make like a Supreme Court that just has like a hundred justices. So then the Supreme Court just acts like Congress, which is just going to be. It just sounds like Venezuela to me. Yeah. Well, and and, and I've been telling people this too right now, Joe. Joe Biden, you know, I, I, I almost feel sad for the guy. Um, you know, I, I've never agreed with anything he's talked about. I've never agreed with his policy. Um, mm -hmm. As a man, I've never, the, the things that he's done, I've never agreed with him. If you look at Joe Biden, like, for instance, during the Clarence Thomas, uh, you know, yeah. and, and things like that, that is not the same, that's not the same guy. It is, it is not the same man. Um, mm. I, the Democrats are parading him around, and right now he is literally creating legislation by decree in these executive orders. Like, a oh, it's absurd, do. man! It's a, it's a absolutely crazy what he's doing. Like, the only uh, real silver lining that I think we have out of this is they're so crazy, they're so cringe, they're so terrible. We can wake the left up now. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think um, Wall Street is one of these things with, with the, with the Reddit bets and the GameStop. I think that has been probably the scariest in, uh, government institutional elitism mm -hmm. uh, thing that they did not want to happen. You had a populist left and a populist right go, oh, hell no. And yeah. they said, let's get together and screw over the establishment. And, and the government's like, whoa, this, you know what? We're putting a cap on it. And when they did that, that's when the people realized, oh, okay, so it really is a game. We weren't just calling your bluff. It really is a game, and now you've shown us your hand. And um, I, I think it's it's really starting to wake up both left and right that are going, we're being played and have been for a very, very long time, and we need to take uh, measures to stop it. Yeah, because I thought that it looked like what they were actually working with, like social engineering, it looked like they wanted to foment an actual physical war, you know, between the communists, between the Democrats and Republicans, or just people that are here, you know, with all the things that they've taken, you know, with the way that they've reacted to the six, all that, that's what it looked like. However, that's not happening at all. Uh, Wall Street bets came around and people are saying, you know, I don't, you know, screw this. I mean, you know, we're all the plebs together, Yeah. you know, regardless of whether you're, you know, a right wing pleb or a left wing pleb or whatever, um, you know, so that's good. And the other thing that I think is good that came out of the Wall Street bet situation was you know that the user base of Reddit's not too conservative. It's almost all left-leaning. Right. And um, they all got called uh, conspiracy theorists, yes. white nationalists, white supremacists, or what, whatever it was. So you know now they know that you know obviously it was it's just something that they smear people with. It's I like to I like to say it all the time, and I say this to a lot of my friends too. It's it's uh it's the buzzword of the month this month. It's been uh, seditionists, yeah. uh, traitor, insurrection. Those are the bu buzzwords of this month. Who knows what it's going to be in the next couple months? But there's always a buzzword, and people are like, "Well, this is what the meaning is." And and I have to, I have to reiterate it because they always change. And the Democrats are extremely smart about this. They change oh, yeah. the meaning and definitions, oh, and, yeah. and and then go, "See, look, look, like racism. You can't be racist if if uh, uh, if, if if you're black or 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 a minority because you don't have the the power to oppress people." And it, no, 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 no. That's not the definition of racism. It never has been. You changed exactly. it because you feel guilty about how you feel about your own 
shortcomings of racism and prejudice that you decided, you know what, instead of dealing with my own guilt, I'm just going to change the definition. I'm going to go ahead and, and try and convince a bunch of people this definition exists. I'm going to write papers. I'm going to send it up to a bunch of platforms and Well, academia. they're weaponizing it to use it against us, and then basically it just destabilizes the country more, which makes it easier for communist China, you know, to come in, and if they actually do want to attack us or whatever they want to do, we're all messed up. Oh, it's right now China's gone. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is cash money for us right now. I mean, they they love it. They're eating it up. They 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 love it. They absolutely. And I don't think um you know and, and um and and this is going off a little tangent. And this is just my own personal view. I don't think China will ever physically attack us. One, I don't think I don't think they can just because of geographical location. But mm. two, the biggest reason is I think that they need us to be just like a drug dealer doesn't want to kill off their their uh, their druggies, their addicted drug users. They just want to keep feeding them more drugs, and I think China wa China wants to keep feeding us, so we keep giving them money and power. I don't think they have any intention of actually taking over. Although, you know, I I've been wrong before. I, I could absolutely be wrong again, but I know they. China has a hard on for the patriots. Yeah, yeah. China has a fucking hard on because the people that are, you know, in the patriot movement are exposing them. We've got their number. I mean, we've there was basically they're committing all these crimes, and you know. Half of the population is looking at it, half the other populations not. Um, so that's why, you know, they've been saying that uh, it's a problem for China saying, oh, it's a problem for Americans to own guns or whatever, because, you know, they're, you know, we got uh, creepy Joe and so, you know, China's our boss now. So um, I feel like, um, you know, this is super conspiratorial and, um, you know, I don't have anything to base it off of at all. But if I was Beijing and I was somebody and I was actually uh, behind the policy of going after the Patriots, everything that's going on with the FBI, then I would want to take out my political opposition as, as quickly as I could. And if you can, you know, say your political opposition is terrorist or whatever, and then you can take them out, you know, especially if somebody that has really, you know, that's a, a formidable opposition, you know, that like if they get enough people, I mean, like, can you imagine how much we would be dominating if we didn't have the social media suppression and everything? Sure. And yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. It seems like they're basically going after us. I don't know. I, I feel like that's what they're going to try to do. I feel like they may even try to uh, go after Trump supporters in general, Second Amendment rights. But the lucky the, 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 the good thing about it is, is that. This story is imploding so bad. So many people think it's so ridiculous to just make this, you know, crazy narrative that's run away out of the Capitol that I don't know if they actually have enough political fuel to get that away, to get away with that. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't know if they do. I do know that that is the ploy. I mean, you, you see it happening now. They, they've, they've big tech is censorship. Uh, the ploy of the fake attacks on the Capitol before the 20th. Um, you know, that were supposedly going to happen at all 50 capitals and state capitals oh, yeah. and all this stuff. That was, and again, there's nothing I can base this on. I think anybody with uh, with half a brain would understand that uh, it was literally a psyops, um, and it was meant to 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 stir up that hornet's nest on, on the fr uh, fringe right. so that people There's actually things we could do to prove that. Um, if we look at, um, you, I'm sure you saw, we, we were posting about it, but um, the flyer for it, yeah. you know, it was straight out of Media Matters. I sure. mean, you know, they had the exact same sort of the, the fonts. Um, you know, it looked like, but they basically just took a couple things and put them together, you know, and then just, you know, set a couple of different things. I mean, we would see who was actually holding that event, you know, and then we could see what shell companies own it or whatever, you know, and then, I mean, we could see that it's not. 
but I mean, you will not, we're going to find that pretty much. That's what I would expect to find just from everything that I've looked at. The problem is the media won't do anything with it, you know? No. So, you know, we're just shouting on, on social media about it, you know? Agreed. And it's, uh, I'm glad that we got out. You, I, I remember seeing on your, on your page in quite a bit, you know, do not go to these because it was a false flag. They, yeah. they were using that in hopes that we would come storming to these capitals. It, it would only take one capital, one, mm-hmm. one capital, in one state for a bunch of armed insurrectionists to go in there and kill a bunch of people, and then they would be like executive order, no more Second Amendment, and oh, yeah. um, and and that's what they were hoping for. They were hoping and planning we would do that. Um, right. and I, I think we're going to see that increase. Um, and and we're, we are already seeing an increase. We're going to see certain uh, pockets that are already starting to take take shape, and people are going to start trying to pull those away. And we have to be strong on the front. We have to elect people that are going to have the balls to say no. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Major is uh, she's she's fantastic. I absolutely love her. She has the balls to step, step out and, and do things. Um, you know, um, uh, what uh, the, the congresswoman out of uh, Colorado, Lauren. Um, I can't even. Bobert. Yeah, Bobert. She's fantastic. Uh, I wish she was single. Um, and uh, but no, the fantastic, um, fantastic ladies. And we do have, you know, we have um, some good guys coming out. You know, you have Gates and Holly and stuff like that. Some younger that generation that are coming out and really kind of stepping up and saying this isn't going to happen. Um, yeah. And uh, we we need more people in the office that are going to do that. Not people. That's why we need term limits. A hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent for term limits. Uh, if I get elected into a position where I can affect that. Uh, that will be my battle cry because I think it needs to be. I don't want to be in that position yeah. forever. That just talking about it on a daily basis and reading the things that I do, which you do on a daily basis, it causes so much stress and anxiety mm-hmm. in my life. Just reading about it and and going through the different forms and talking about it and having arguments with people on it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of mm-hmm. pressure. And now I'm going to throw myself into the arena and say, yeah, I want more. Um, it, somehow I, I enjoy it. I guess I enjoy the beat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. But it's but it's important that you have people that take it, and I don't. I think after a certain time, you're just you can't do it anymore. You need young, fresh perspectives to come oh, in yeah. and mix it up. And so I'll be a huge proponent for making sure there are term limits. I think that's extremely important. Um, yeah. In, in in Congress, it has to happen. So yeah, no, that'd be a, a great issue to um, to take on and have that be like your signature issue. So so Brandy says um, so guys we're, we're we're nearing about an hour and I don't know how long this will go maybe another fifteen minutes another half hour you know it's kind of kind of how we limit this but um, you know if you're watching I really like you to go ahead and post some questions for us um, we're gonna go ahead and answer them for you um, just things that you think but Brandy says anybody who stands up for the deep state they immediately try to get rid of and quiet. Um, and it's true, uh, Brandy's very right about that. It, it, again, mm-hmm. it's because they want control. They like the, the status quo of everybody just kind of plays their part and goes to work every day and pays their taxes and raises their kids and retires and dies. And they love that because that just allows them to gain the power without any of our knowledge to, to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and they want that to happen. That's why, you know, you and I talked about this earlier, the Wall Street bets was such a huge blow to the establishment, to the mm-hmm. political establishment, because they're like, it, it unveiled what they were truly, truly trying to do back there. And both sides yeah. of uh, the spectrum were like, this is crazy, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it is fifth generational warfare, so there's different rules for different groups, um, and they can basically accuse you of almost any sort of baseless conspiracy theory, you know, and they'll never have to answer for it. Whereas, you know, you have to basically, you know, just answer it just to, you know, a, a, a criteria, you know, it just you wouldn't be able to. So. Uh, you have to really, really, really pick your battles, you know, when you're going to go up against the deep state. Yeah. And um, it's not a good idea. Obviously, we know that there's a lot of other things that have on with Ruby Ridge, with the Federal Reserve, with the Gulf of Tonkin or whatever else. But, um, you know, if you're not actually, you have to be really careful bringing that up because, I mean, you know, we have a press that's weaponized. And, you know, you say one wrong thing. I mean, you know, they'll just dedicate four channels you know, to just dragging you through the mud and, um, you know, people still fall for it. You know, I mean, like everybody brings it up to me because it's like, it's what they're supposed to be talking about. What do you think about this crazy congressman lady? And I'm just like, man, I, I think that that's what the media wants you to talk about. Cause you know, you're a cat with a laser pointer. Yeah. So, and I, well, I don't um, say that because I don't, I won't have any friends if I do that, you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's so amazing to me. And you know, again, we, we could talk hours on all kinds of different factions of, of politics you could talk about uh i think heather had a um a message on facebook or a post on facebook talked about the federal reserve we haven't even gotten into the military establishment yet which yeah. i was a part of the military machine i mean there's so many parts to the government that we haven't even we haven't even we haven't even nicked the the, the snowflake on top of the ice cube on top of the iceberg we yeah. haven't you know and we're just now and there's so much and then what's buried underneath uh, and you're right, we have to pick our battles, we have to go ahead and win where we can win and start gaining that steam. We start gaining that steam, we can pull things back and we can start, but we have to start small because if I, if, if myself, John Rocha, decided I'm taking on uh, the military establishment today, uh, I'd be done in 30 seconds. Right. If that, you know, there's no way I could absolutely do. Um, I don't even think that's a good idea for, for no. Rand Paul to take on the military establishment. He's going to have like a real well thought out plan. You have to you have to know where you're going and you know why you're doing this. Otherwise, right. it's right. too easy to just trip you up. So so Brandy says, um, do you think we are at a civil war level? Um. Well, I mean, it depends on how you actually will define civil war. Um, I don't think so personally. Um, we have. We have some tensions that get kicked up on social media. We have some fringe groups that are people that are really, really amplified. Um, and some people go out and, you know, do some shit. But um, I think that uh, in terms of making it like racial, that's not happened. There's, there's too many multiracial people, you know, that are conservative. Um, and there's just too much. Um, I think there's too much. I don't think people really want it. So... I don't know. Um, there might be something with, you know, maybe small pockets of factions like Antifa doing stuff or whatever in big cities. But I don't know. I think that um, they're trying to get us in one, but I, I don't think we're finding like unity with Wall Street bets and stuff like that. I think um, I, I agree with you. I don't think we're there yet. Um, I think if it keeps going down this, but you're right with Wall Street bets, I think we find a unifying side. I do believe that we are in a, um, a type of civil war, like we talked about before, a fifth generational psyop yeah. civil war, where we're, we're really after the True. hearts and minds and that knowledge for people. And I think that is really going on and playing into that, that divisiveness. 
But as far as civil war that we're we're used to seeing on the historical level, you know, with um, you know two factions and 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 butting it out, I don't think. I don't it think actually I, doesn't even exist anymore. It, it doesn't, you, and especially in a country this large, I don't think you'll ever see. You'll see things like yeah. Proud Boys and Antifa have small skirmishes in different towns and, and cities and stuff like that. But I don't think you'll ever get it to where it's like that. There's on, on a side note though, if you haven't seen it yet, um, there's a movie called The Second Civil War. It came out in '97, uh-huh. and it's a dark comedy with James Earl Jones. It's interesting. Um, and it starts off with Idaho, of course, being a, all, all the states you could choose, decided right. they weren't going to take some Syrian refugees. Um, and they denied the refugees the president, and so they decided to secede. And then they followed into Texas. And then it was, it's, it's this dark comedy, uh, but there's so many undertones that you can relate to in today's uh, political climate. So I. Uh, it, now that actually sounds like it'd be good to check out. I like stuff like that. Yeah, it's very, very fun. It's, it's, uh, but it's, it's sad. It, it really is a sad one. Um, so that's where, Randy. That's where I think I don't think we're gonna be uh, there yet. I think it, I, I, I absolutely think we could get there. But again, I don't think it'll ever be to the way we saw North versus South, where we have lines of people. I don't think we'll ever see that again. It'll be if we ever do get into a physical conflict within the country. Um, I honestly think that before we actually get into that physical conflict, I think you'll see uh, states say, you know what, it's better just to separate uh, and be our own uh, than fight again. I, I, that's just my personal view. I think that's what would happen uh, before yeah. we actually saw an actual physical conflict. So, um, yeah. the uh, David Wisner, he, or Wesner, he says, uh, he goes, we have two years to take the House and the Senate. Um, how do you unite and bring change to the obvious constitutional law infringement? The law was broken and not heard in the courts. I think. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, faith issues with the federal government for a long time. Sure. I mean, uh, we should have never trust the federal government or any government anyway. But uh, we should be able to have a little bit more credibility in them than this. Um, but like I think, um, I say the first uh, action, um, first um, thing on the agenda, first and foremost, is election reform, because. We have to make sure that, you know, the way that all the things went wrong this time are prevented from doing so in the future. So uh, I think that um, if we can get election reform, then we can get some new people in there. But, you know, without election reform, I mean, I'm scared the same things might happen again, though it probably won't, honestly, um, unless they just really decide they just don't care at all what anybody thinks of them and they just completely drop all optics and, uh, you know, they the freaking Democrats, another trifecta right. or whatever. But I don't know. I think that would be too too obvious at that point. You have a bunch of uh, establishment Republicans. Republicans will probably have a gigantic landslide in uh, 2022. I, I agree. I think for me, Dave, I think the biggest thing is that um, uh, when there's obvious constitutional law infringement, I think, uh, you know, you look at uh, Governor uh, Gretchen, um, and her obviously infringement into constitutional law, Michigan's Michigan state constitution. I think there has to be accountability. And what I mean by that is um, the example that I always tell people is in the Middle East, they don't steal. You know why? Because you got your hand chopped off if you did. Enough people got their hands chopped off. They said, you know what? I like my hands too much. I'm not going to steal. And that became, you know, the, the calling card over there. And I think right now what happens, and I, and I, and I think you'd agree with me on this, I, there's two-tier justice system. There's oh, those yeah. that can afford the best, the brightest, and the loopholes that are afforded to them in the system, and then there's the rest of us. And we, we don't have that option, and so they get a uh, slap on the wrist, 
uh, censure, which is a bunch of bullshit in my opinion. Um, and that's all they get. And there's no accountability out. Gretchen Whitmer did this unconstitutionally for six months. Is there any reparations for the businesses that will no longer exist after 30, 40 generations that were in their family? No. They're part of the Great Reset. So that's why she's like, I'm part of the Great Reset. I know that all these other people are pushing it. I mean, you know, that's what the lockdowns and everything else is. So she feels insulated. Um, and then, um, you know, they've got the courts on their side. No, um, you know, we have to... We have to change that, man. There's a lot to change. There's a lot of stuff to change culturally, too. It's a huge undertaking. I agree. It's overwhelming culturally. Again, I think you you start taking some high officials and putting them in prison yeah. uh, for doing the things that they're doing. Uh, after a while, these people will go, okay, so we're not protected either. And, and you'll start to see the culture and politics and government start to change slowly, but start to change when they realize that they're not protected like they used to be. But that's... I mean, that's a huge undertaking, you know, again. From what I've heard is, uh, like, everybody that tries to get all the mess and the darkness out of government comes up with a, a couple different scenarios of how that they can try to do it, and they always go wrong, and then they just, con they just end up um, concluding that they can't actually, uh, you know, unravel the darkness in government. Those people are insiders, though, so, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say that they're not there, but, I mean... That's probably the nature. That's probably like realistic to what the scope of the problem is. Heather says, uh, do either of you two think the military is in control? Um, no, I mean, not in control like Burma. I mean, um, sure. no, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, that's kind of like um, a, uh, you know, Q thing. Obviously, there's military people that are in control of the people that are under them or whatever. You know, they have a chain of command. But no, uh, I don't think that there's any sort of uh, generals that are whispering in the ears of like uh, any sort of civilian leaders, or I don't think they're actually doing it. I don't think that Joe, Bo Joe Biden is like signing orders on a green screen or, or whatever. I don't know what they said that. I don't know if she's saying that, but I heard something about that. I, I, uh, I, think, I think what you're talking about, it was, uh, it was a video and someone watched a video of the inauguration. There were a couple of people were there and then the camera angle changed in the inauguration. And those people were different. Uh -huh didn't exist. And I haven't done, other than seeing a 30 second clip on it, I've, I've done, because there's so many other things to, there's so much stuff to, do, man. To, to, to look at and pay attention to. So I did see the clip. So I honestly don't know much about that, but as far as the military is in control, I don't think so. Um, um, I, I think you'd see it a lot differently if they were, I think, yeah. um, I, I just don't think, I think they could be, I think, uh, I'm not saying that they are, but that they could take over is what I'm saying. I think they absolutely could do, they have the ability to do, but I don't think they are in control at all. Uh, again, I think if they were, <laughs> we'd see a lot different. Um, yeah. Joe Good says, uh, I think that social issues have been forced into our colleges and universities. This to me is the catalyst to division of young people. What do you think? Absolutely. The social, the... Um... Uh, through the Confucius institutions and through, you know, the uh, open society financing everything else that's just financing all of this uh, socialism to promote division. I, the way that I say it, and I don't think it's too hyperbolic. It's hyperbolic, but not too hyperbolic. I almost put, um, say that um, the college campuses are like the terrorist training camps. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and they do, they have that. Uh, that allure, and you know what? I, full in, in full context. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I I was in a lot of um, music programs. I was in 
a band and choir, and I loved, I wanted to be a conductor for an orchestra when I went to college, and, uh, and I decided to go to the Marine Corps. I know that's, that's two completely different things. Um, but I was absolutely indoctrinated in, in, in high school. I, I was uh, oh, yeah. I was Clinton all the way, and mm -hmm. uh, George Bush can go to hell, and um, the planet's gonna die because of the ozone layer. I mean, I was because you're so young and malleable at that age. Mm -hmm. Your minds, you just don't know what to think. You don't have all the um, you don't have all the tools or the knowledge, or even know where to go. And that's dangerous. And teachers know that, and Democrats know that, and that's that's extremely dangerous. I think that. With the lockdowns and schools going into this um, this era where the teachers don't have their grips on them, and they've said this as much. I've read articles on this where they're afraid that parents are red pilling their kids at oh, yeah. home because they don't have this indoctrination that they would constantly get fed from five days a week while they're at school, and that this um, this isn't good for us. And I think I think the exact opposite. I think it's fantastic for us, even if the children never ever become Republicans or red pill, at least they're getting a different variety of uh, thoughts and ideas that they can take with them and go, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And they can start to think on their own. Right, well, we should be the only people thinking that, you know, and that shouldn't be a bias. It shouldn't be something that we have to say on live streams. Everybody should feel that way. We have to change the culture. Oh, uh, let's see. Adam, Adam Keller says, a uh, guy I used to work with way back in the day. Love this dude. Um, What's all happening on March 4th? I keep hearing about some big event or corruption being exposed. I have no idea, any idea about March 4th. I've heard nothing about it. I have, I, I, I want to say that sounds familiar, but that's about as far as I go, Adam. Um, I'm, I would guess that that probably falls in the hole of 4chan or, or uh, like it. Q or something like that. So I, I couldn't tell you. Um, maybe somebody else in the chat could, but... I don't really know. Um, uh, Brandy says uh, she she believes that we are at this level ready for civil war, um, and she thinks voter fraud has been going on. I 100% agree with you, Brandy. There's 100% voter fraud has happened, um, and I'll say that. And if they cut me off this live feed, then then they're just oh yeah, that's why you're guilt. saying that. That's um, right. You know, it, it's 100% there. Uh, I, I agree. And um, what can we do about it? we have to be involved on a local level like you never have before. And we have to yeah. have people that are activists. So I, you know, I, I wasn't in, in Wayne County, but I can tell you right now that if the election happened today and I was in Wayne County as a poll watcher, they'd have to take me out in handcuffs because I would not yeah. leave without seeing some, some of the things that are happening. And I'd be recording it on a cell phone against, and I would spend some time in jail. That's what it takes, man. It does. It absolutely it takes, takes. It. And you have to have people that are willing to do it. And for at least the betterment of some some discussion. People were like, well, I didn't want to get in trouble because I needed to see what was going on. It's fair enough, but we need people that are willing to go to the local level and say, you're not throwing me out until you get me in handcuffs, and I'm going to record every single bit of this conversation. Good luck. And, yeah. um, and, and we need people to get involved on the grassroots. And what I mean by that is not just, I mean, we're doing what we're doing on live because I think it's important and people need to hear these things, but we need to physically get out there and be grassroots activists mm -hmm. and, and participating in this, not just talking about it, but what can we do at the next level? How can we affect change? And that starts with us physically going out there um, and, and inserting ourselves in the political spectrum. And it's tough. Yeah. Well, I'll be there, man. Uh, let me know when, bro. Uh, and then I think I've got one more question from Heather and she goes, what are your opinions of the military presence in Washington to this day? Who and why? 
Um, okay, so the best, um, I think the best uh, possible explanation for that was um, if they got so many um, soldiers that were there um, and then um, they wanted to start priming them to start using the army on the American people, then um, it allowed them to basically start vetting them. Um, and um, it basically- um, Which is scary as hell. Yeah, yeah, it is scary. Um, and it sort of was like a, um, sort of was like a test, you know, they were gonna see, um, you know, if they did, you know, try to pull something or whatever. I mean, they were nervous as hell about it. So who knows, man? I mean, they probably had uh, lots of other stuff on standby or whatever. I, I, I don't, my opinion on the military presence in Washington is that it, it's, um, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, it, it's obviously an abuse, a waste of money. Um, and it's uh, a blatant show of force. It's meant mm -hmm. to say, hey, look, we're in control now. Don't you dare try. That is mm -hmm. literally what it's there for. Now, yeah. uh, who's running it and why, what the real reasons are, I don't know. But that's my opinion. There's no other reason. There's not, I mean, maybe the FBI and the CIA, but I don't even trust those guys uh, for as long as the letters are that, that are in their abbreviations. I just don't trust them. Um, no, so, no, you shouldn't trust them. They're no. not trustworthy at all. You shouldn't trust the government. You especially shouldn't trust those guys. They're they're so they're so deep in this. I mean, that's what they do for a living is, is yeah. psyops. That's literally what they were created for is this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So um, awesome. Well, hey, Elliot, where can people find you? Where, where what what do you do? Where can they find you? Where they can look you up? What you doing? All that other good stuff. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I actually. Uh, I don't do a whole lot right now. Uh, the best place to find me is just on my Facebook, Elliot Truth, E-L-L-I-T, and then Truth with an E. Um, and um, I'm doing other stuff. I'm also doing a lot of music as well, trying to wake some people up, uh, you know, that aren't traditionally just, you know, hearing a lot of this stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I do uh, live streams. I do music. Um, you know, I do activism, pretty much whatever, you know, whatever I need to do in order to fight the globalist. Awesome. Well, Elliot, I appreciate you coming. I want you. I want you on again. Um, I want you and and, uh, and Adam to come on. I I love Adam. I've had uh, breakfast yeah. and lunch with him a couple times. I haven't seen him in, in a month and a half or so. So I don't know what the hell he's doing anymore. But yeah, we um, should all we should uh, all three get on here, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be a good time. And and maybe we'll grab our good friend Heather in here. She can jump in and and uh, and throw in some stuff. But it was a pleasure having you, man. I, this is my first one, so uh, I appreciate we had a lot of views, a lot of good questions, a lot of good conversation, and they didn't take me down, so I'm not doing my job. Um, I got to do I got to do better than that, I guess. All uh, success, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on, John. Thanks, brother. Well, hey, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, take care, brother. All right, brother. All right, for uh, everybody else that's there, um, I appreciate you guys coming on. And taking a look at what we have, what's going on, um, and what we're doing. Um, I'm going to be doing this on a regular basis. Uh, again, this is something that I'm passionate about. And, and just to let you guys, again, know that I will be looking to run for elected office here in the future, in 2022. Uh, so your support means a tremendous amount. I want questions. I want you to ask me what I think about certain things. Because I want to be a, an election official for the people. Uh we the people, right? We the people for Congress. Um, and then me for 
uh, whatever position I decide to run for. So just you know, hit me up with questions. You, you've got my messenger. Uh, some people have my phone number. Go ahead and throw me questions. Ask me what you think. Um, if you're, you're if you're up for meeting for for food or drinks, um, I'm down for that too. I'm always looking to to meet new people and get the word out and just bring new people into uh, our family and our collective and, and let them know that they are still being looked out after. There are people that want to fight for them, not for the establishment. So um, I don't know when I'm going to do this again, probably the next couple of days. Um, I'm going to have a whole other topic. It'll probably be coronavirus and double, triple mask and anal swabs and all that good fun stuff and, and Dr. Fauci himself and, and all that good stuff. So look forward to talking to you guys. Uh, until then, um, I will talk to you guys later. And um, hey, much love to you guys. And we'll talk to you soon.